Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to It's Complicated, the podcast to help you untangle your relationship with your phone. Where we've all been pushed around. I'm Tanya Goodin, and each week I'll be talking to my guests about how they manage the relationship with the tiny tyrant in their pocket. We'll be talking about how our phone habits affect our work, our lives, and our loves and about what our relationship with our phone might just tell us about our relationship with ourselves. Well, we've all been swept away. If you want help and you want hope, you've come to the right place. This is It's Complicated. Lost everything you tried to say Cause we've all been swept This week, I'm chatting with Harley Street nutritionist and author Rhiannon Lambert. Rhiannon is the founder of Retrition, a leading Harley Street clinic, which focuses on weight management, eating disorders and sports nutrition. She's the author of Renourish, A Simple Way to Eat Well, and she's the host of the chart-topping Food for Thought podcast. So, Rhiannon, thank you so much for coming and talking to me. I am so happy to be here, Tanya. I'm just so pleased we managed to get our date in the diary. Yeah, and we've tried, haven't we, <laughs> we a have. couple of times to mm-hmm. get together. And it feels like today is the day it was meant to happen. Bring it on. I'm very excited. So I said a little bit about you in the intro. You are a nutritionist. You've got a private clinic. You mm-hmm. focus on uh, weight management, eating disorders and sports nutrition. But one of the first things I found out about you is that your master's was in obesity Mm. risks and prevention and there's a connection with what I want to talk to you about today because the Royal College of Pediatrics said last year that the strongest evidence we currently have around negative outcomes for children and screen time is for increased body fat and poor diet choices Mm. so I wondered if you thought the same might be the same for adults and how much did you look at that aspect of our lifestyles when you did your master's? Well interestingly I mean it's, it's a really good question I think that when I did my master's um, degree in obesity it was about risks and prevention so we do know that the environment that we live in at the moment is not supportive for everybody of a healthy happy lifestyle because 
is what we call an obesogenic environment. So that would be that there is access to food 24 hours a day, which mm. of course isn't a bad thing if you're a shift worker or you're working in the NHS. But for the majority of us, it's a very different lifestyle to our grandparents, let's say, or our great grandparents. And it does mean that also, I would say in terms of movement as well, we're more sedentary. And all these factors also have an impact on our mental health. So if we're talking about adults and body fat percentage and health, of course, it may have a knock-on effect in a variety of different means. So food and mood, massive. Predispositions to cardiovascular disease, diabetes, you know, a risk of health basically in all areas, shortened lifespan, but also uh, self-esteem, I think, is a big thing too, because not everybody is open to different, unfortunately, and this is very sad for me to even be saying on your podcast, but different body image sizes and shapes are not all accepted in the same way in society. And that does have to change, in my opinion. Yeah. But I can see how the stats for children and adults are probably aligned, in my, in my professional opinion. So when you are helping adults that come to your mm. clinic and you're looking at aspects of their lifestyle you know are digital habits part of that are you looking at kind of how much they move and how much time they might be spending on screen is that something you would discuss yeah of course I mean there's a lot of research now looking into the effect of technology on our happiness just as much as our nutrition so from a nutritionist standpoint such as myself we know that if you're staring at screens and you're not eating mindfully, which is the word we use, you are eating mindlessly. Mm. And that's a problem because that disrupts our signals that tell us when we're hungry and when we're full, which are two hormones called leptin that tells you when you're full and ghrelin that tells you when you're hungry. And of course, if you are very distracted or you're eating in a rush and you're constantly scrolling your Instagram feed or you're looking on Facebook um, emails now, we have access to them 24 hours a day, that does disrupt our stomach signals. And of course, how full we feel, we may eat more. Yeah. We may not eat enough or it may trigger IBS symptoms because that does affect the digestive process. And as you quite rightly mentioned too, I see a lot of people that don't move as much anymore. So we tend to rely heavily on our phones for so many aspects of our lives now that it is detrimental to our health. There are pros and cons with everything. I'm yeah. a big fan of my mobile phone and I'm a bit attached to it, which isn't a good thing actually. But... I would say the cons for health are currently greater than the pros. So let's talk about you and your phone. You say you're, you, you <laughs> oh say you're possibly a bit attached to it. How mm. aware are you of your own habits? Is it something you kind of track and monitor? Okay, so do you know, I haven't spoken about this before. I'm going to be really honest with you, Tanya, because I, for the first time two weeks ago, I had a job in a kitchen where I was doing some filming and I couldn't chop the vegetables because I had pain in my thumb because the day before I'd left my laptop at home and I did all my work on my phone ah. and that obviously had an impact on yeah. the muscles in my hand the RSI of the thumb probably there you go yeah. and that was quite eye-opening for me that was only two weeks ago so pretty recent for me I always knew that I needed to create curfews especially in my personal life with my fiance telling me you know I don't want you on your phone so late in the evening. But it's very difficult for me because my social media platforms are almost like a second full-time job. Yeah, I can spend an hour writing a post for Instagram these days with research. You know, I'm an evidence-based nutritionist, so I spend a lot of time curating content. And on top of that, there's all the messages that you get daily. 
on top of running my clinic and yeah. the other books and things that and I've you've got, got a lot up. of followers so presumably you're yeah. answering questions people are asking you about your approach hundred uh, percent yeah. and also I spend a lot of time saying I can't help actually so it's a very unethical to offer individual advice over a social media platform without knowing someone's health history what they do for a living their lifestyle I can't give a bespoke answer yeah so to answer your question about my relationship with my phone, it's one I'm working on myself and one that I do have curfews in place for the evening and the morning. I do not use my phone as my alarm in the morning. So why does your partner complain about your phone habits? So <laughs> it used to be pretty bad. Definitely last year I would be on my phone in bed because I would just feel swamped like I had to keep up. Yeah. And I didn't have any other time in the day. I'd be working my full-time job in the day, coming home in the evening and I would be on my phone constantly because there was a pressure to keep up. Um, it's a huge yeah. workload, isn't it? Really. I mean, if you're talking about an hour to put an oh, yeah. Insta post, yeah. I was really struck by you saying oh, that yeah. a few minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. I, I suppose I kind of imagine that people are just putting these posts, you know, mm. but you're giving advice, so you've yeah. got to be careful about what you're writing. Oh, totally. It's my reputation on the line. And also I want to be giving out correct information that's also quite generalised because... As a public health message, I don't know the hundreds of thousands of people on my page. I don't know if they have specific health conditions that I should be aware of. So everything has to be really carefully thought of. And I have to look at the words I'm writing and think, how could they be misinterpreted? And try and counterbalance that with the use of language. It, yeah, there's a bit more thought to it than I even realised talking about it with you now. <laughs> so I know because I wrote an article and you took part in it yeah. and very kindly um, I interviewed you that you have had a bad experience mm. about advice you gave yes. online. Tell mm. us a bit about that. So I contribute a lot to newspaper articles as well. So there's two different sides to the story. And a lot of the time, unfortunately, headlines can be sensationalist. So Yeah, and you, you know, don't have any choice over the headline, no, do you? Somebody writes that for you. Yes, a lot of yeah. the time. And unfortunately, a lot of people will see your words in an article with a poor headline and associate your reputation and what you stand for with a headline. So there's always an element of risk when writing in the media. But one of the biggest things, I think, and a big lesson for me, I commented on a cult in America called the carnivore diet. And it was quite a big cult. And I, I kind of made a comment saying, obviously, it's not healthy for the majority of people out there to just eat meat. So these people who just eat meat, yeah. nothing else? They believe no it cures fruit, no vegetables. people from chronic illness. And I, I can't comment. Obviously, there's no evidence that that is correct. Yeah. Um, and my job as a health professional is to encourage fruit and vegetables and what we know is beneficial for the body. But I did put this post out publicly and I was trolled horrifically. My picture was being put on several people's blogs in America, then it went in the press in America, then I was getting hate comments and threats on my Instagram. I was spent, I would say I spent 48 hours, so I gave my login details to my manager because I couldn't look at my phone just to block all the messages that were coming in. So from me trying to do a I have this myth-busting with re kind of hashtag on my Instagram, and it was one of my myth-busting posts. Yeah. It, it blew out of proportion, and honestly, I was crying for the first 24 hours. I was distraught. It makes you feel like you're being personally attacked, mm -hmm. and uh, it helps you build a, a thick skin, I suppose, if you put an opinion out there, you should expect a response. But I never dreamt it would be to the point of being trolled to the level I was. And did it make you ever make you feel, I just want to give up, mm -hmm. I don't want to do this? Oh, yeah. 
in that particular day. And actually, this is when the positive side of social media comes in. All the lovely people that are on my, my page, my retrition platform, were sending me lovely messages and replying to the negative ones. Because my image also got posted on one of these high-profile carnivore diet doctors in America. So that's what attracted all the yeah. trolls then, because they, they identified you and thought, oh, yeah. this is someone we can attack. Yeah. yeah, he basically put a post up of my picture in my clinic and slating my profession underneath. So it, it was quite um, quite out there. But yeah, they all stood up for me and that was really lovely and really humbling. It does does make you remember why you're doing what you do. So even though you had a moment of thinking, I don't want to do this, it didn't last very long. No, it, it did disapparate. It was kind of, um, I'm a pretty positive person by nature. I'm, I'm quite blessed to be that way. I try and see the best in all the situations. But yeah, I was in a, probably a hole of dark despair for half a day to a day and then... I had to just crack on, really. Like, too many other things to do. <laughs> but has it made you... Um, do you post differently now? Yes. I mean, the kind of hour over every post, mm. presumably that is part of, mm-hmm. you know, your meticulous... I, um, Not that you weren't before, but no. I'm saying maybe it's made you more cautious. It, it has, even calling out... So I may comment on some very large profile names like Kim Kardashian or if somebody's doing something I think is a bit unethical and not responsible... I'll try and do it in a much nicer way. I'll just be like, if you want to do this, that's okay. But just so you know, you don't have to buy into this diet marketing Mm. thing, you know. And I just think about you mentioning those diet teas. Yeah, yeah, they're they're everywhere, and it's really sad because it's encouraging body dysmorphia, quick fixes, and things that don't exist. There is no miracle to weight loss in in a tea. It's actually a laxative, so not very safe, I, I think. Um, so I want to talk, you, you mentioned a little bit about mental health earlier and sometimes the negative aspects of being online and kind of mm. body image and accepting different people's different sizes and shapes. How does that inform what you post? I'm very, very aware that I want my page to be accessible. I mean, in all areas of my work. And to be honest, because I've had my private practice for so many years now, I am very sensitive to my clients' needs anyway. Yeah, you're not just online, of course. You're used to dealing with those problems face-to-face, aren't you? Yeah, of course, in my clinic. And I see a lot... I work with a lot of very, very vulnerable people, obviously with the support of their doctor or their psychologist. We work in a triangle effect. It would never just be the nutrition alone. It's always a team. But I am very conscious that what you see on social media or the internet in general is what I call a filtered world Mm. and I try and always make a conscious effort to mention that you can be healthy at various sizes and shapes to also comment when I'm having a bad day on perhaps my insta stories or people can watch what I get up to and just be honest that no one's perfect yeah so do you have a kind of an invisible line between Rhiannon the person and Retrition the brand or not because you just presumably when you're sharing on your stories Mm. that you're not having a great day that's more about you the person it's a really good question Tanya I have been debating this myself in the last few days actually it's come up in conversation again with my friends and just um, trying to find the boundaries because I thought I had it in place so obviously what I post on my social media is nutrition related yeah it's rarely very, very rarely got anything to do with my personal life. Maybe when I got engaged, people knew. But they don't know what I get up to day to day with my partner or, or, or my family and friends. 
But the Insta stories does make it a little bit difficult and the events you host and the more you become a face of a brand. Yeah, which you are. Which I am now. I mean, my clinic and even though I, I hire other members of staff now, it's still difficult and I am struggling. I actually had a conversation yesterday morning with Ella from Deliciously Ella and we had a good heart to heart about this because she can completely relate. It's sometimes it's very all consuming. Yeah. And you do have to put boundaries in place. So I just remind myself it's my business and I do love it, but people do think they know you. Mm. So do you have little rules that say this is something I would never post? Oh, so yeah. G- yeah. give me an example. 100%. Of- so I would never post if a family member were sick or poorly. Definitely not. I actually, my rule for my page is what am I giving my audience? Yeah. That's how I really distinguish between it. Because if I think it's valuable and it will help people, yeah, I can just about justify it. But if it's just personal or, if, oh, look at me, I don't really, I don't think anyone gets anything from that. You know, yeah. me standing there on holiday or something. It has There has to be purpose behind what I'm saying. And I hope people follow me for nutrition information and overall wellness and lifestyle rather than, yeah, what I'm up to. Knowing exactly <laughs> what's going on in every yeah. detail of your life. Exactly. So it's interesting you mentioned Ella um, because she uh, she shared quite a few times about taking breaks mm. from social media. Mm. And I, I do remember I followed her, I think it was last year, and she said she was going to make take a break and she was going off on holiday and yeah, then she, she did. didn't. Oh, she didn't. <laughs> no, there was, I think, was I think it was the, the holiday before okay. where she actually kind yeah. of came back online. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's obviously a work in progress, you know, yeah. her trying to take breaks. So I was wondering, have you done that? Have you um, made conscious attempts? Yeah, over Christmas this year, I took three days off, didn't post or, or go online at all over Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day, again, New Year's Day. I do take the occasional time off. However, it's hard as a startup business yeah. because consistency is, is key for your audience and a lot of people waiting for you. So you do feel a pressure. And I'm guessing around that. Christmas as well because Christmas mm-hmm. is so much around food. Exactly. But actually a lot of what you might want to say at that time mm-hmm. about people and nutrition mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of, it's it, it's yeah. a struggle, isn't it? Because you kind of want to get your message out and that's a good time when people might be looking for it. Completely. I had to resort to recording an Instagram TV video on how to manage Christmas yeah. and I just directed people Wish I'd seen to that. that video. Yeah, <laughs> it's still there if you want to have a look for next year. I'm definitely um, <laughs> going to have a look for next year. I just, um, I try and prepare people and I just prepare content in the week up to it where I'm giving out useful information in the lead up. But it's becoming easier to take a few days off but a whole week, I'm still not quite there yet. And it's something I would also like to challenge myself to. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe 
ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So it's interesting you talk about being a startup and mm-hmm. self-employed. Mm. I, I think for me, one of the the problems with managing the digital world is it it does give huge opportunities for us to work at any time and in any place. But sometimes that means we work all the time and in every place. So how do you, we've talked about boundaries around kind of social media. How do you set your boundaries around work and some of it being digital you know you talked yeah. about you talked about your social media being your second job which is interesting because mm. I obviously I see you mainly online so I think it's your first job exactly um mm. so how do you get playtime oh, well I do tend to find that with access to emails on the go and as a self-employed person everything is reliant upon me my entire business so I had to put boundaries in where I will tell myself okay on this tube journey instead of looking at my inbox I'm going to listen to a podcast when I walk to work to clinic in the morning, I will not look at my phone at all. So there, there, it sounds very small to people listening. No, but those small things are the things that make a difference, they I think, really sometimes. They really do, and especially yeah. to your health f- physiologically as well, because I think your neck and looking down at your phone all the time, it's not healthy, and you're not aware of nature or taking in. I am try to engage more in mindfulness now in terms of not just how I eat, but in my surroundings. So I want to acknowledge that there's a breeze or that I hear a bird or I can see the sun. And again, that sounds so simplistic, but when you are absorbed in your business 24-7, and I never set out to have a business, mm. you know, it, it's just, it, it grew, I just thought I'd be a nutritionist in clinic. I didn't realize I'd have books and podcasts, all these amazing things it's me single-handedly doing them all. So technically, there's, there's several hats there that it becomes difficult. And I really appreciate when the sun comes out and I'm not looking at my phone. It, it's a really lovely moment. Or I book in a yoga class instead of going to some high-intensity class in the morning just to have a bit of time to breathe. And you don't feel the pressure to share anything like that because it's mm-hmm. it's not part of your message. No, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm also a PT. I qualified last... I didn't know um, that. Yeah, thank you. I qualified last 
November, I think, I wanted to do an extra course in that area to support my sports nutrition. So I've always been very interested in fitness and we know the benefits of fitness on health and longevity anyway but also in terms of your mind and how it sets you up for the day ahead. Mm. So I'm a big believer if I start my morning and I've had a bit of movement, I'm just more productive for the rest of the day. And yeah, you won't you won't see me sweating in a class on my Instagram story. You might see a picture. I'll say, I've been here. You should try it if I think yeah, it's great. But not at the moment. Oh, no. Not yeah. the whole video. <laughs> I was actually in a yoga class recently with a guy who had his phone at the top of the mat. So every time we came down into Downward Dog, he was checking oh, his no. phone. But in yoga, I find in there's yoga. this kind of unspoken law that, that yoga is no that. phones. Yes. Yeah, yoga's the place where they're very anti, anti-phones. Oh, yeah, I hope he didn't get, well, he might have got in trouble for that one. <laughs> I'm not sure the teacher even noticed, but it was really? one of those moments when I thought, wow, is it yeah. now okay to take your phone into yoga? No. <laughs> and also there's a big trend um, in the, the fitness industry is a very, very tricky place and it it doesn't encourage in my opinion good physical health sometimes it pushes people too far it's a place of extremes mm. you know you're either not doing enough or you're doing too much and it's very yeah. difficult to get a middle ground and they want to showcase you know who can lift the heaviest or and they're very, i always feel with the fitness industry they're very extreme body examples aren't there on exactly. social they are yes. they look unattainable well, yes. to most people and most people don't realize that the images they see online someone okay to get very very lean with a low body fat percentage that looks like you're on the cover of a magazine that is unrealistic and someone will have dieted hard yeah, and restricted in order to achieve that yeah and been yeah. miserable for one picture that is not attainable for everyone else it's a very dangerous world so talking about pictures that aren't attainable where are you on the whole filters oh. versus no makeup selfie <sighs> <laughs> to be honest, I think people should just do what works for them. And I'm anti-filters. I'll just put that out there now. I don't understand the need to... And also, so I remember when the first filters were being used on Instagram because my eating disorder clients in my clinic would come in and they actually showed me a app. And I think it was called Facetune. Facetune, yeah. Yes. I've had people talk about yes. that as well. Yes. So they would um, yeah. move waists and pull out their um, hips or change their entire shape. And it's almost like what you used to have in magazine touch-ups being available to everybody in the general public. But that's now what's happening. So you don't So they were coming with that yes. and saying, that's and what I want to look like. Ago. Yeah. And they'd be like, so I've adapted my pictures to look this certain way. And it was... Obviously, for me, it's very disturbing to see someone do this in the first place. But then I realized that because I'm obviously a bit out of, I'm older, a lot older than some of the younger clients that come to me, that that's what they all do at school. Apparently, plastic surgeons are saying, there was a piece, I think, in The Guardian this week, that people are coming now with their face-tuned faces and filtered oh, faces goodness. and saying, I want you to operate on me and make me look like this. It's not good for self-esteem and positive body image we have to remember instagram is a image based platform whereas twitter obviously is not in comparison and to a degree some people may have aspirational photographs but that could be of the environment it could be of anything but when it comes to changing your body shape and setting out and your face and things we should be embracing individuality and i do really struggle to have anything positive to say about that i mean it's super drug now apparently bringing botox into all their stores yes, in the uk and there's yeah. always i'm very worried about the future generations and their mental health and how they feel about their bodies because i see two extremes in my clinic i mean i get the nice middle ground but i see eating disorders and i see obesity mm. and the middle ground people often get forgotten about 
So what you talked about Twitter and Instagram, which mm. do you spend the most time on, do you think, yourself? Instagram easily. It's my biggest platform, although I've just started a YouTube channel, which is growing now, which is another element. That's another job, isn't well, it? it? was so funny. I was in the car with one of my best friends, and we were dropping her little sister back at the train station. because She was going back to uni. And I was like, what are you going to watch tonight, you know, on TV? And she goes, oh, we don't watch TV anymore. No, they we don't. We watch YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> like oh my goodness in fact I think only this week the research has come out to say that generation Generation Z now watch more TV what we would call TV Mm. uh, on on YouTube than on terrestrial it was a yeah. real light bulb moment and from that moment I decided well I might as well get a YouTube channel so at least I can talk about nutrition and health and reach people there so Instagram would be the biggest platform yeah Twitter I would do maybe once or twice a day if I get time but I'm, I'm not always on Twitter but I keep an eye on them I keep an eye on them I don't have notifications on my phone that's something I should have mentioned earlier I don't have email notifications I hate the sound I can't bear it I don't have WhatsApp notifications I just go in when I can and I see all the messages and to me that's better than yeah and that pings. you were talking about being mindful and that keeps you mindful doesn't it totally and yeah. I have I also have an app on my phone this is another useful one for people I'm trying to think what it's called I can't remember but it takes a note of how many hours I'm spending a day it's called moment on my phone oh yes and yeah. it sends you alerts to say oh you've been on four hours today so I'll be like oh better not pick it up and again and do you find that helpful yeah. when you get that it yeah. pings and says you've picked up your phone 50 times today and I'm like 50 times and it is a little installment in my yeah. mind to say oh Rhiannon that's a bit too much today and Calm it down. So has anyone ever commented on your phone habits, apart from your partner, or not? I get really odd comments. In the past, when I first began to get involved with social media, my family obviously didn't understand. You know, I would have it at the dinner table quickly saying, maybe we're going to have this, or in the kitchen, this is what I'm cooking. And they were like, put your phone away, what are you doing? Yes. <laughs> Although now, it's totally normal. Yeah, because they understand. They understand yes. it's part of the job. But a lot of people that follow me or they make funny remarks sometimes or very strange things, you know, that people come out with. In fact, I bumped into a policeman outside White City House. I was there for a meeting and he came up to me and I thought I was in trouble. You know, a policeman coming up to you in their uniform. He goes, hi, oh, Rhiannon, you're Rhiannon, aren't you? I was like, yeah, he goes, oh, my wife loves you on social media. And I was thinking, it's a policeman telling me. It's, it's really odd. And then he goes, you've got to be careful because I see you walking down these roads. You've got your phone out and, you know, you've got to put that away. You've got to put your phone away. And I was <laughs> like, okay, sir, oh, I'll definitely do wow. that. That was really funny. That was before Christmas. Yeah. So people do make some comments, but they, only, they care, I think. Yes. Or they tell you to go and have a restful evening. But then it's a bit counterproductive because then they're asking you what you're up to. So yeah. you can't really win. You can't rest. Mm-mm. No, it is nice though, isn't it? That supportive mm. feel about yeah. social media. I think that's one of the, you know, this podcast is called It's Complicated yeah. because it is. we're looking at the pros and cons. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, creating a community like you've done yeah. um, has got so many good things associated with oh, it. really does. With it. I, honestly, it gives me such a warm feeling. It's very hard to describe. You feel backed up sometimes. Like yeah. you've got people that, kind of got your back yeah Yeah. care about your message and when I studied nutrition it wasn't cool Tani you know no everyone was like why are you doing a degree in nutrition it was so rare to have a university with that course and now it's exploded and what I did back then when there was no social media is suddenly interesting to people Mm. so for me it's it's I'm a bit of a science geek at heart and it's quite cool
So I'm just going to finish up with three questions that I'm oh. asking everybody. Oh, okay. So my first one is, what is the one thing that you'd like to say to people listening about their screen and phone habits? I would probably like to encourage enjoying your social situations more without your phone. We know from lots of research it does impact the overall enjoyment level and it does have a long-term effect on your health for a variety of reasons. So just try and maybe put your phone down at the dinner table, maybe pop it under your legs even on the chair, just anywhere to stop you from reaching for it. That would be a good tip for that one. Yeah, and I I really was struck by what you said earlier about how we can't be mindful about the signals from our body if we're scrolling. And it sounds really obvious, but I'd never really thought about it that before. That, you know, you can end up overeating or undereating because you're just not paying attention. And being in pain and discomfort because the digestive enzymes in your mouth are created when you look at an item of food. So if I'm looking at a vegetable curry, my mouth and my brain will tell my mouth that's a vegetable curry. It will create the enzymes for the curry. And then that has the knock-on effect with the type of stomach acid that you've got and, of course, how your body and your intestines break down and absorb the nutrition from the food. If you are not eating mindfully, you probably swallow more air as well when you're chewing and you get lots of gas and byproducts and bloating. It's just, yeah, I, I'm going mm. off, but you know what I mean. No, I didn't know any of that before. <laughs> That's <you> fascinating. <laughs> I'll, I'm going to think about now yeah, when, I'm, mindful eating. when I'm looking at food as well, mm. what the messages that's sending. Yes, think about the five senses. When you're looking at food, think about the touch, the taste, the texture, the smell, things that really evoke your relationship with it because we don't eat how we should be. We need to go back to basics with how we experience and enjoy eating food because actually we're so disconnected. Mm. It's become a necessity or a quick thing on the go and we don't do that. And we definitely can't pay attention to our five senses if we're also looking at a screen. There you go. Okay, so my second question is, have you got a top tip that you haven't already shared that helps you in terms of getting a balance around your, you know, maybe your screen life and your real life? Yeah, keep technology in a different room. So I used to have this appalling habit of I'd be so tired at the end of the day and I'm one of those that would have my laptop in bed until the minute I need to sleep. I'm, I'm sure I have done that. I was going to say, you were nodding at me then. I was thinking, we've You're all been there. You're not the only one. I know. Yes. And I'm not, some days it comes out in cases of emergency. It happens when you run a business, you, your deadlines come in. However, I make a conscious effort to associate the lounge now of my house or I go out of my house to a coffee shop to do emails to make a different association with technology mm. rather than it invading my personal space where I, I feel I can't relax. I love that. That's great. Okay. And finally, what do you think you've learned about yourself from your phone habits? I think I've definitely learned that I, I'm not very good at being content as just me sometimes. It's really opened my eyes when I don't have my phone. I do test myself to put it down. This is going to sound really bizarre. I'm being very honest with your listeners here, Tanya. Let but it all hang out. That's you know when want. you walk yeah. and you swing your arms? I'm so used to walking, holding a phone or a handbag, that when the phone goes away, I'm thinking, what am I doing with my arms? And that is a dependence that is shocking to me. And I need to remind myself that I can sit in a public space and be by myself for at least five or ten minutes without looking at my phone. And in all honesty, it's made me appreciate that I need to become a little bit more independent from it Mm. before I become all consumed. And that is something everyone could do I think because in every public space we now Mm -hmm. sit in 
Look everywhere. Everyone's Look looking everywhere. at their phones. Yeah, Coffee nobody. shops, the tube, on the go, down the road. No one's looking where they're going. Mm. We're all doing it. But I'm not. I'm guilty of it too. You've heard it from Rhiannon. <laughs> we need to be more aware of mm. what we're doing and where we're going. Yes. Thank you so much um, for chatting with me today. I'm just. I'm not going to forget our conversation in a hurry. No, it's been quite thought-provoking for me, actually. Thank you for having me, Tanya. Do follow Rhiannon on Instagram and Twitter, um, Retrition on both, and check out her website, retrition.com, and subscribe to her really excellent Food for Thought podcast. You can find her book, Renourish, A Simple Way to Eat Well, on Amazon and at all good bookshops. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we've all been Thank you for listening to this episode of It's Complicated. If you haven't already, please do subscribe, rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. It helps other people find us and it means you get a helpful little notification when a new episode becomes available. For more about getting a healthy balance with tech, you can follow me, Tanya Goodin, or Time to Log Off on Instagram and Twitter. And both my books, Off and Stop Staring at Screens, are available on Amazon and at all good bookshops. Finally, for more information about this and other episodes in the podcast series, visit itstimetologoff.com. But in the meantime, from me and from Rhiannon, thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, Visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.